All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. My name is Andrew Grosset, and I'm joined in here in the studio as usual with the main man himself. The real Jay Morris. There here we, we go, are. there we go. Um, I have to put my hands up and say that this is the second time we're recording this podcast because I um I had I experienced some technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Some technical difficulties. I um I, I closed the program without saving the recording and so the recording wasn't there anymore. So um yeah. So all the hard work, inspiration, revelation, <laughs> all of that went down the pan. Absolutely. In 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 a way, maybe you know in a way, as you said, maybe it was the man upstairs saying, you know what, that needed to be redone. Maybe we take it as that was the practice run and now we're actually dealing with the real deal and this time we'll be able to get into it in a lot more detail, a lot more vigour. Um, I'm going to keep using those sorts of things there to make myself feel better by the fact that I didn't <laughs> save it as I usually would do. But anyway, we're here now. We're here now. Yes, now, we are. So the subject for today is, does blame have a place in a breakup? Does blame have a place in a breakup? And we are talking specifically with regards to relationships here so we're talking about the eye in in the eyes of love as they say um obviously that there are going to be there are going to be angles on this to arc out to different areas within said people's lives but just within this in this subject here jay what do you think does blame have a place in a breakup yeah absolutely i think uh, as i said last week from the earliest I'm going to keep dropping that in there as well, <laughs> just to make you feel good about yourself. Um, as I said last week, um, I think absolutely, and I think from the earliest of times, again, I don't know what anybody's spiritual persuasion is, but, you know, I, I'm a Christian, and um, the reality is I look back and from the earliest book in the Bible, Genesis, um, which means the beginning, <laughs> ironically, yeah. um, we see that that's exactly what took place, you know. Um, we all know the story, the fall of humanity, Adam and Eve, etc. And, you know, uh, as the Bible says, when God was looking and, and talking with them, first thing he said, have you? And they started pointing the finger. Adam said it was Eve. Eve said it was a serpent. Everybody's blaming each other. And that's all in the context of this thing called relationship um, as well. So I think absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that... I think that blame i think blame does have a place in relationship as long as you're you're i want to use the phrase using it effectively i don't think that's the correct term um to use but let me try and elaborate and explain what i mean when you're using blame as a way of deflecting your own responsibility i think that's when it really loses its power and that's when I think we end up into what is known as the blame game, where yeah. it's constantly pointing fingers again. It was not me. It was that person over there, this person over there, society, the system. That's what I hear all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason as to why I am the way I am. That's the reason why the situation is the way in which it is. You tend to find that people, particularly when they are the ones to blame, are the first ones to start pointing the finger and pointing it out at Tom, Dick, Harry, Jane and, and Sally to say, right, well, it wasn't me. Please don't look at me. Please look over in that direction. Look at somebody else. And I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm a, as anyone that's followed me for a while will understand and know that I'm a great f- fan of, yeah, I can say fan, fan of Will Smith. And he puts it quite nicely in, in, in one of his videos where he says, you know, if 
it's, it's all well and good pointing the blame at somebody, but when, but blame and responsibility don't go hand in hand. And when it's your responsibility to pick up your world, when it's your responsibility to move your world on, if it's your responsibility to, to, to pick the pieces up and carry this, this life of yours forward, it sucks that it's not, you can't just blame the other person and that be enough, and that, but you've got to take responsibility and ownership for it. You know, and I, I, that that whole topic resonated a, a well with me because when I take a look at relation, my past relationships, I always try to take a look at it in the sense of going right. This relationship has come to an end, um, and I'm not really looking for blame, but what I'm looking for is understanding, and I'm looking for understanding to going right. I know that I'm not innocent, and it always starts from that perspective. I know I'm not innocent, so where's my level of responsibility in it? What is it that I have done that has caused the rupture, the split, the argument, whatever it is it may be? Yeah, yeah. But in seek to understand. And that's where the whole toss-up and tussle of power comes from between the whole subject of blame and whether or not it has a place. Because I think a lot of people misuse it and therefore misplace it. I think, uh, I think you are 100% correct. Um, but I think in terms of this thing called blame, I think that there is that constant undertone when a situation arises within a relationship whereby whether we want to term it blame or take responsibility it's two sides of the same coin yeah and i think it really is just about uh how blame is apportioned you can point you can point the finger and blame the other person or you can take responsibility exercise a bit of self-awareness and we're yeah. going to get into that in a little bit yeah. and blame yourself yeah. and recognise so you yeah. know it's not just blame is not always just about pointing the finger at somebody else no blame can be looking in the mirror and saying <laughs> and saying I am the problem yes I am the person that done this yes this time round it was me it wasn't them yes Yes, and I think and and <laughs> I put my hand on my heart and say that bit's hard. That bit is really, really hard to stand up after something has disintegrated, especially when it's something that was great. You know, when it was something that was great, or something that was happy, something that produced a life. When you're in that situation and it's come to an end, you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror, and not just do the whole. You know, I am great and trying to pump yourself back up. It was not my well, it wasn't my fault, it was so and so they did this to me. But you've got to take a look at it and go, right, well, what part did I play? And sometimes that part, it may be subtle, but it was crucial. Sometimes that part that you played happened way before the eruption happened. You know, way before the eruption happened. I always look at it when you hear, you hear argue, stories about arguments between couples and it's turned into this big, massive, raging blow-up. But it wasn't that. It started years ago when somebody took someone for granted. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. And nobody took responsibility for it. And that just snowballed. And it became a, be- a pattern of behavior for the person that was taking advantage. And a pattern of behavior for the person that was allowing someone to take advantage of them. And then all of a sudden, the person that was take- getting taken advantage of blew up and blew this whole thing up to the point where no one actually really understands what it's about because the root cause of it was so so far away absolutely i don't even think it's just always a case of 
something that's happened years ago or months ago. I think even sometimes in the heat of a moment and a very present situation, because we don't stop oftentimes to check ourselves, reflect on our own behavior, mm-hmm. because we don't exercise that, that moment of just self-reflection and start pointing the fingers and pointing, you know, um, the finger and leveling accusations at people. That's the thing that causes things to just spiral out of control. Yeah. And before you know it, you're arguing about things that weren't even the root cause of why we 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 had a dispute in the first place. Yeah. Now we're arguing because I called her this or she called me that or yeah. now she's gone back into what I did three four weeks ago or five 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 years ago. Yeah. And and it and it becomes crazy, and it could all have been sorted out and potentially. We could have nipped this in the bud if, based on whatever that present situation was that caused the element of conflict, yeah, we stopped, looked at ourselves first, and then from that springboard had a conversation. You know, I'm glad you brought the prospect of time into this and in, in sense of the being present in your present, dealing with the present situation. I think a lot of a lot of occasions, and I think back over my own my own past, a lot of these arguments. The point has become the argument. The point has become the blame. The point has become not what actually caused the hurt, but now whose fault it is. That's yeah. what we're arguing for. We're tussling for power. We're tussling yeah. for control yeah. over whose fault it was. Yeah. Who cares? Because that whole subject there means nothing. Because at the end of the day, and even after, it's going to take you to a point where you've stopped arguing before you can actually start dealing with it. And this is where these scars, these 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 causes and ruptures of pain for people last for so long. Because you fail to understand something. And that's quite simply that you can't begin healing until the blaming stops. Absolutely. Until you get to a point where you stop being preoccupied with whose fault it is. And actually take the opportunity to go, right, now how do I deal with it? You can't move past something until you've seen it for what it is and go, right, this is what's damaged. This is what's damaged. Taking a stock check and going, right, I need to repair. And a lot of the times, and a lot of the people that I speak to coach or come to me with, Andrew, I need to I, I need to bend your ear over this or I need to bend your ear over that. A lot of it, when you get down to it, they don't even know why they're arguing. Because yeah. all they're doing is arguing because they're arguing. Yeah. You know? The, the subject of it, the cause of it, the bit that actually caused the pain never actually gets dealt with. And then you end up doing, and it's something, again, Tony Robbins is another one of my, my favorites, but you know, when he says, when you come to an end of relationship, fix yourself before you move on to the next one. Because if you don't, then you're just taking a broken version of you into a new situation to 100%. break it completely. 100%. So when I take a look at this and I take a look at, look at myself over my, my own timeline and go back over my previous relationships, there are a lot of faults that weren't the other person's fault. They were mine. Mm. And they were mine because I never stopped to fix me. I went from one to the next. I assumed I was okay because I said it loud enough. And it wasn't actually a stock check of me going, right, well, am I okay? And then dealing with the answer to that question. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people put a band-aid to a slit, a slit throat when it comes to this whole thing. They get put so much energy into it's this person's fault, it's this person's fault, this person's fault. It then becomes a fact that they're angry with this person and that's what they're focused on. Then they get to the new relationship. It's not until they get to the new relationship they actually find a bit of peace, a bit of sanctuary to calm down. But that pain, hurt, hasn't been dealt with. And so you just walked into a new situation with the same hurt. It's like walking into it's like walking into a room full of people with a cold and starting to sneeze and cough all over the place without putting your hand over your mouth. The other people in the room are going to get sick. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think in this day and age we cannot underestimate the importance of self-reflection. Yeah. And self-reflection is a real missing ingredient in this day and age in which we live. It's a skill that most people don't exercise. Absolutely. And this is one of the things that could, it could diffuse so many situations. It could heal so many broken relationships. Um, Just a little self-reflection where you can stop and you can look at yourself and assess yourself first. It requires humility. It requires honesty. Yep. You know, listen, the reality is that some people's behavior is based on their upbringing. And the crazy thing is that some people don't stop and reflect sometimes because based on their upbringing or based on their experiences, they believe that the way that they're conducting themselves is absolutely correct. Yeah. And it's correct based on the fact that they have no other point of reference. It's correct based on the fact that this is what I know. And I'm not doing anything wrong per se. Yeah. But the reality is sometimes we have to stop and self-reflect because just because that's the way you've grown up, just because that's what you've been exposed to doesn't make it right. No. No. Someone else's experience doesn't make them wrong. No. Five plus four equals nine to one person. Six plus three equals nine, two. Absolutely. We're both at nines, but we've arrived at it in different ways. (laughs) Absolutely. And so the reality is, again, that sometimes you have to think outside your box. You have to stop and reflect first at yourself and check yourself, understanding that, again, the way you're doing things might possibly be a way that you can improve on. Absolutely. And the other thing I think people need to remember is that you're in a relationship. You know, you're in a relationship. That relationship, as you said, takes two. It takes two personalities, two people, two versions, two emotions, two histories. It takes two. And when you decide to get into a relationship, then understand until that relationship is completely severed, completely severed, you have a duty of care to the other person to actually take their feelings, their history, their emotions, their reactions into consideration in your actions when you base yourself on what you do. You can't just look at it and go, right, well, I'm hurt, so I'm going to throw a tantrum and span out and wreck everything. And I know that's easier said than done because especially when when you feel that you're on the receipt end of hurt, when you feel that you're the one that's actually hurting and this other person has taken 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 the taking the mick out of you, taking your 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 heart to the cleaners, you wanna just lash out. But as you said, 
you're in a relationship with someone that has a history. They may not know that their behavior is wrong yet. You might be the lesson for them that teaches them that they need to alter themselves. By, by either lashing out yourself with just equal levels of venom or on the flip side of things, not saying, someone, saying something, you're actually denying them the opportunity of growth. You're actually denying them the actual opportunity to change. Most circumstances, certainly in my, in my lifetime, the most, most poignant lessons I've learned have come from hearing something I didn't want to hear or going through something that I didn't want to go through, Absolutely. been experienced and dragged through some sort of pain. And after it was, again, it falls into this whole situation, you know, when you've been through a level of hurt that has registered on a catastrophic scale, the first thing you want to do is curl up in a, in a ball and cry. Now, then after that, then you go through the next stage where you want to lash out and break something because you're hurt and your hurt has now turned into anger. But you don't get to the point where you actually resolve it until you get to a point where you can actually look at it and go, right, what can I learn from it? Absolutely. And I think people want you to understand that when, when relationships come to an end, you go through the same process that you do when someone dies or someone close to you. You go through that point of not understanding and feeling the loss and it's emotional and it's painful and it's hurt, hurtful. You then go through the stage of being angry because that person's been taken from you. In this respect, that respect has been taken from you. Or that relationship has been taken from you. That person is now out of your world. They're gone. It's the same thing. And then you get to a point where you have to come to terms with it. And you learn how to deal and move on with life. The same things happen in a relationship as it happens when someone departs the earth that you care about. You cared about this person and they're no longer, no longer there anymore because they died. You cared about this person and they're no longer there anymore because something happened in your relationship. The happened bit, the situation, not that it's not important, but in the whole grand scheme of things of you moving forward, learning and getting, getting past things, isn't actually the subject. You have to learn to be able to take a look at yourself and go, right, how do I do this now? How do I do this thing called life now? I read a story about this, this, this old lady that, that lost her husband. And she said she had to learn how to do life. And when you read through the article, it wasn't the fact that she had to learn how to socialize or make new friends that was actually causing her that much anxiety. It's the fact that she'd never paid a bill herself. Her husband did it. She broke down because she couldn't find a gas meter. She didn't know what bin to use. Okay. Her, when someone exits your world, you have to take stock and go, right, okay, this person's gone. How do I do this now? How do I feel about this person not being there? And then go, right, now, how do I move forward? What's my plan? Absolutely. No? Mm. My question is, though, in terms of this thing about blame, I mean, does it always have to mean that someone exits? No. Someone disappears? The relationship goes down the pot? goes down the path all because we cannot take responsibility for our own actions but i think that's where the responsibility chip comes in and the blame slips to the side yes you do need to if, if someone let's say for argument's sake we did it with the most cliche of situations if someone has cheated on someone inside of a relationship then obviously the person that has cheated that has either dipped their wick or taken someone in that doesn't belong in there then that yes it is their fault as to why you were there but you don't get past it until you've got past that point and you've accepted the fact that this situation, this element, has happened. 
now it comes to the thing of what you do about it. And that's where everyone in, in, that, in that environment has to take responsibility for their section. Absolutely. You know, your person that has cheated has got to take responsibility again. Like, this is my fault. Yeah. We are here because I did that with that person I'm not supposed to. Yeah. The other person also has a point of in, in this to go look and go, right, okay. Is there anything, and that's the hard thing to do when you're when you when you're actually the victim of that situation. You go, was there anything that I have done that's contributed to that? Was there anything that's happened in the past that I have done that's contributed to this situation? Now, in most cases, the answer is probably going to be no, but in a very few situations, the answer is going to be yes, and there's going to be a reason that's pushed somebody to what they thought was that kind of action to play. Then both of you have to take the responsibility, chip and go right. What am I going to have to give in order to move this to the point of reconciliation? Absolutely. You know? And you have to be able to look at that, not just look at yourselves in the mirror, but look at look at the situation and go, right, this is what it's going to take. It's going to mean that you're go- I'm going to have to do this differently. It's going to mean that you're going to have to do that differently. And the other thing, the other thing that the person that has been, the person that's been, had the hurt done to them biggest bit that you have to to swallow which is probably going to be the hardest bit to do is that you don't get to be hurt forever you don't get to be hurt forever if you make a decision that okay someone has done this to me and we are now going to move forward you need to understand that the point of you blaming that person for that action ends at the point where you made that decision that I'm now going to stay doesn't mean that you, you don't hold them to account for the changes that, they, that they've said or you've agreed that they're going to make. But it does mean that you don't get to bring up and scratch that scar open every two seconds just Absolutely. because you feel doubtful or just because or just because yeah. you're having a bad day. Someone else has done something to you and so you go, right, well, remember that day that you cheated. Yeah. Now, it's like that whole situation. They make a laugh and joke about it in Friends, but, you know, with the Ross and the Rachel situation, we were on a break. Once you've decided to move past it, once you've agreed to move past it, whether you're on a break or not is irrelevant because you can't move forward. You can't drive a car forwards whilst looking in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. And that's the thing about uh, what we're discussing today. I think the reality is that whether whatever's been done has resulted in a breakdown of a relationship or whether there is an opportunity to exercise some self-reflection reconciliation and move forward whenever something is done as long as we exercise that thing called self-reflection yeah there is an opportunity for growth there is there's an opportunity for growth there's an opportunity to do things differently to change um and, and by doing so that's how we that's how we mature yeah you know, as you rightly said, you can't go into another relationship without first fixing yourself. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, you are going to continue to repeat the same bad habits and life will continue on a cycle. Absolutely. So there comes a point where you have to break the cycle. And by breaking that cycle, it's self-reflection. Absolutely. Self-reflection is taking responsibility. And if we were able to take responsibility, as I said, we've got to understand that that is an opportunity for growth. Absolutely. I mean, when, when we've spoken to people about moving from one relationship to the next and, and emphasising the importance of fixing yourself before you go, I'd say to them quite simply, when's the last time you went 
to the supermarket. You go, you know, last week, yesterday, whenever it was, and go, right, carrier bags have a capacity. Yeah, they have a capacity. There's only a certain amount of stuff, awkward objects, sharp, pointy objects that you can put into that bag before it fails. When you move from one relationship to the next without fixing yourself, the fixing yourself is empty in your carry bag. If you don't fix yourself, you move to the next relationship with the same awkward pointy shit that was in your bag to begin with, you move on to the next one. Yeah. But now you're piling more stuff in there because you haven't dealt with that stuff. So you cre- you're creating awkward situations in your new relationships that you're putting more stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That relationship might break down, you move on to the next one, but you're still carrying these bags. As you're carrying these bags, these bags are getting heavier. Yes, the plastic's getting further stretched, but also your shoulders are starting to hurt because you're carrying baggage. Now you're just hurting. You don't know why you're hurting. Your shoulders are hurting. They're just aching because they're carrying so much weight. But they're aching. They're hurting. You're hurting. You don't know why. So you start lashing out and barking at people, but you're still stuffing this stuff in your bags. Eventually, the bag pops. The pain gets released because you're no longer carrying stuff. You've got a whole load of mess to take care of. But you've had the relief. Until you deal with what's in the bag, you don't get to the relief point. And the bit that people need to grasp is, if you don't take the initiative or the opportunity to create a situation where you unpack that bag in a controlled environment and go, right, this is what I'm carrying, life will do it for you. And it will pop at the most awkwardest of moments and leave the most amount of mess. Absolutely. Take the opportunity while it's there to sit there and go with someone and go, right, where are we? Absolutely. Where are we? I've got a sister analogy to that where uh, I like the one where you were talking about a bucket with a hole in it. Oh, yes. Uh, And it's the whole principle of, you know, you're trying to move forward, you go into another relationship and that person now is trying to invest in you. They're trying to invest in your relationship they're pouring into you but mm-hmm. because you are that bucket with a hole in it all their investment and everything that they're pouring into you is just seeping out yep. the other end and so what happens is over a period of time both parties look at the bucket expect <laughs> it, expecting it to be somewhat full now it's and it's not. not and so you get frustrated yep. and you start pointing the finger yep you know, you're feeling unfulfilled in your relationship because you're blaming them. When the reality is, it's, not, it's the hole that you've refused to deal with in your own life. It's the luggage that you failed to address from your previous yeah. relationships and your previous hurts. It's your own conduct from past behaviors that we've refused to again address. And so because of that, you get frustrated with them they equally get frustrated because they're like, I'm pouring everything into this person. Yeah. My time, my money, my 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 love. Yeah. <laughs> and yet it doesn't seem to, there's something missing. Yeah. There's something amiss. There's a, a lack of a connection. Uh, yeah. we've, got, we've got to deal with the holes in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got it. And you know, uh, uh, when I say we've got to deal with the holes in the bucket, I'm not talking like I'm exempt in any way, shape or form. The reality is <laughs> I've got my holes. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my holes in, uh, in this bucket. But the principle is universal. And the principle is true for all of us, irrespective of whether we're black, white, male, female, young, old, rich, poor. We have to deal with these things in our lives in order to move forward and experience success 
and so we have to look at the holes yeah and the whole point is actually knowing that you've got a hole in there in the first place and that and and being able to see how big the hole is you know see how big the hole is yeah and that moves me nicely onto my my next my next point which i think i think is absolutely absolutely crucial and that's the importance of forgiving yourself especially when you were the one in the wrong a lot of time I bump into a lot of people speak to a lot of people in this stage of relationship where they've either decided to, to go their separate ways or they've decided to reconnect and trying to make this thing work and it comes a point where sorry is said enough and you by constantly regurgitating constantly reliving rehashing that 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 situation that you are so sorry that you created it's a bit like when you constantly pick the scab off of a scar. Absolutely. It never gets an opportunity to heal. And in fact, sometimes you can make the, the, the cut bigger because in your efforts of picking off the scab, you create a deeper crevice. Yeah. That, hot, that, that scar, can, that, that cut can now be infected. It's yeah. open. It's an open wound. And I think a lot of the times, and, and I, I know I've been guilty of this in the past, you're so preoccupied with blaming yourself that you've missed the responsibility chip and all you're doing is blaming yourself because this was all your fault and you think that you're doing the other person a favor or doing your relationship some sort of gratitude by constantly rehashing and constantly reliving this point this bad thing that you've done that now you've inadvertently destroyed your relationship because you've never given it a po- an opportunity or you've removed the opportunity for it to grow past it for it to move past it for everybody to get on you've stopped you've removed the opportunity for the other person that you hurt from being able to move on whether they are with you or not you've prevented them from being able to step forward and go actually this has happened because you constantly reminded them of it and therefore made it something that's constantly happening. Yes, yes, 100%. Um, again, very powerful quote that uh, um, when I was reading up on uh, what we wanted to discuss came across last week. Um, and I want all of our, our listeners to really kind of digest this, really ponder on it. It says, responsibility is accepting that you are the cause and the solution mm-hmm. of the matter. You need to say that again. Responsibility is accepting <laughs> that you are the cause, but also the solution of the matter. And we've spoken a lot this evening already about us being the cause, etc., and acknowledging uh, you know our responsibility and our, our, our kind of role uh, in the chain of events that sometimes leads to either a breakup or or some kind of hurt. But where we are right now is talking about also the solution yes and it goes hand in hand with what you're saying because we have to be willing to forgive ourselves yeah you know um, part of the solution is forgiving yourself um, part of change is forgiving yourself part of moving past that that uh, that constant reminder is exactly that yeah and that is the solution um, you don't want to be constantly reminded of it uh, whether it's yourself the devil or whether it's your partner um, 
we don't it's not healthy it never leads to success ultimately it always leads to more argument more friction and further separation yeah but in terms of being the solution um again forgive yourself nothing really happens until forgiveness takes place absolutely no nothing really happens and and all the well actually no i'll tell a lie that something does happen when forgiveness doesn't take place and that means that you stay in a state of anger and when you stay in a state of anger nothing good can actually flourish because all you're looking for is the bad all you're looking for is a constant reminder of the thing that this person did or the situation that was caused or the thing that you did when you're constantly looking for anger you can't find happiness to the two can't coincide you can't be simultaneously happy and simultaneously angry the two things don't run 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 in the same respect and you need to remember that your state dictates your situation so when you carry yourself in an emotionally angry charged state that's what you're now attracting it's emotionally charged angry people and emotionally charged angry situations until you hit that point of forgiveness inner peace does not exist it doesn't exist and this goes in every possible respect of of your world you know i hated the guy that that was behind the wheel of the car that killed my dad forever forever and it wasn't until a few years ago where I actually did I did she did a recce of everything that had gone on in my world and at the time when I allowed myself to be vic full victim and I will use that phrase to that anger, nothing good happened in my world full stop. It ground to a halt and in fact the opposite happened. I, find, I found myself in spiteful situations. I found myself in situations where I was the one lashing out and causing a problem because I was angry. Yeah. I was angry. I wasn't angry at the individuals that I was talking to, but I was letting them feel what I wanted this individual to feel. And it wasn't until I actually got to a point where I could go, actually, you know what? I forgive him. Because my dad died when I was eight. Uh -huh. I'm now... 39 as much as no not 39 yet we're 2019 yet no 39 in october <laughs> so i'm now 38 so 30 years there's a lot of damage you can do when you harbor angry for 30 years when you're peed off for 30 years yeah, yeah. when you're angry you when you're angry with someone especially with that kind of anger that sits in the pit of your stomach you can't deal with people effectively you can't deal with other people in your world happily or pleasantly because it's tinged with what you're feeling. That's the emotion that you're now putting out. And they're now reacting based on that emotion. So they're looking at you going, he's not okay. Mm. And that relationship now becomes not okay. Forgiveness is the key to everything. And even when someone, don't get me wrong, the, the, the solution might be that you go, right, well, me and this person now need to part ways. But you don't achieve inner peace for yourself until you forgive them for what they've done to you and go, right, I need to move on. Absolutely. And forgiveness is the way in which you go, I close the door on that situation. What you move on with forward may be, right, I close the door on the situation because this person cheated on me. I close the door and I forgive them for the act. Because the person that's sat in front of me now isn't going to do that and you move forward or it might be that you close the door on that person i forgive you for what you've done for me but i'm not going to let you do it again and you shut the door on that person in that respect but until 
you can truly and truthfully look at in yourself and go, I forgive you, I forgive the situation, I forgive myself. Inner peace doesn't happen and therefore that the wheel doesn't turn. That point of evolution is humans humans story of existence that is everything that we are about about moving forward about that progress that doesn't happen because all we're looking back you're looking in your rearview mirror trying to drive your car forwards you can't you have to learn to forgive and when you forgive yourself you give the other person you give permission for the future to occur to put it over there just as a hint <laughs> yeah. I mean evolution is life you know that is what that's why why we're here that's why we are no longer sat in caves striking bits of stone together and, and skinning dogs and cats in order to make to make to make fur um, and leading on from the whole thing of forgiving yourself I don't think you need to hold yourself to account for the, f- the decision of the future that you've made you know if so if you have done something to someone you go right okay i've done that but i don't want to do that anymore and it's not going to be me you hold yourself to account to your new set of rules but with the understanding you don't allow someone to punish you for something that you did 5 10 15 years ago you don't allow that you know you have to be able to go but i wouldn't do that now so you can't chastise me for that now you know when it comes to a relationship, I think people need to understand that as long as there are two people who are involved, there are two levels of responsibility. Always. Even when the two of you are split. In order to maintain the peace, two people have to agree to a code of conduct amongst the two people. And go, this is how we treat each other. This is how we behave. And remember that, that that is your responsibility to hold that all always to hold yourself to yours and hold the other person to theirs yeah. Yeah. So. does blame have a place in a breakup yes it does as long as it's responsibly done and then the response and you move quickly on to the responsibility chapter and that goes on both sides but looking at it through positive eyes with the future as your absolute intention whatever that version it may be you know and learn to forgive yourself and the other person for the situations that have occurred in order for the future to actually come and visit and take place yeah I've got no more to add well there you go I think you've summed it up perfectly Um, right and we hope that this has obviously helped yeah and people really kind of address these issues because this is this is something that is prevalent in it our is. day and age and even people listening to this right now it could be right where you are so we hope it helps absolutely and just remember that right where you are now doesn't it have to be right where you're going to be forever and we hope that this has given you some sort of perspective some maybe even an answer not just to what has happened to you but maybe to what you're doing to somebody else but always with a vision of you being able to move forward. So I'm going to make sure that I save this accurately now so that Jay can stop making references like last week. Um, <laughs> I'm being plagued. He's bl- See, he's blaming me, but I'm taking responsibility. There you go. Right. So 
that's us out for this episode here. Um, from myself personally, I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for listening um, and for tuning in each week. Yep. Um, yeah. Whilst obviously we are getting a lot from doing this because it gives us an opportunity to reflect on ourselves really and err on the lessons that we've learned. Remember, we're primarily doing this to try and help, even if it's one person understand one situation in one life, in one timeline. That's 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 why we're here. So that's me out for this week. Um, I'll hand you over to Jay for the sign off. But in the meantime, you stay strong, you stay focused, and we'll see you in the forwards. Absolutely. You all have a blessed week. And we'll be back next week with more juicy topics. <laughs> Take care. Peace.